0: cats and kittens, students, academaniacs, and anyone who is out there listening. Welcome to the RPG Academy Sample Adventures. I am everyone's favorite co-host, the Caleb G. Our fearless leader, Michael, is on vacation fighting with bears, so wish him all the best luck. Uh, Wish us luck as well. We are here to do our sample adventure, one of our brand new series here on the Academy, tonight we are playing the aliens role-playing game i'm sure we will all have a wonderful time Uh, hello someone say something am i imagining things i think i think i said dying yeah i i confirmed (laughs) we'll have a wonderful time dying gotcha i missed that it's been a while since I've had these, these cans on my head, I heard an, I heard a lovely voice coming into my ears. We'll get to you later, yeah, sir. Uh, so introductions, I am the Caleb G. Tonight I will be playing Holroyd. I am the mechanic. I am hardworking, industrious. I've been here on the base for a while, and I'm just here for a good time on the frontier. Introductions, let's move on to Jerry. I
1: am uh, Jerry H, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Soul. Um I am playing a lab technician named Sonny Sig. Uh, he's in his uh,
0: late 20s, uh, very curious and ambitious. And bringing it around to that favorite sultry voice of mine, Michael. Hey, everybody. Michael, I use he, him
2: pronouns. I'll be playing the part of Morgan Hirsch tonight, our favorite religious cleaner.
0: And with that out of the way, let's throw it to our GM for the evening, everyone's favorite, mine especially, Big Al the Lawyer. Hi
3: everybody, this is uh, Alan, Big Al, Nicholas, uh, Big Al the Lawyer on Twitter. I'll be your mother for this session. That's what we're called in in the book, Mother Mm -hmm. from the Alien Universe. And um, as Caleb told you tonight, we're going to be playing a sample um, adventure that is within, uh, found in, rather, the um, alien role-playing game book, the primary book, the first book. So this is not something that you buy separately. It
0: comes in the actual book. And it is called Hope's Last Day. And uh, I forgot to mention, before we get started, Content warning, we are playing an aliens role-playing game. There's probably gonna be some gross scary things happening. The movies rated R, definitely our show some, might be rated R.
2: Definitely some likely some body horror, I'm gonna guess. Definitely some
0: horror for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so content warning to all of our listeners out there, past, present, or future. You have been warned.
3: Alright. So let's get started then, shall we? Hadley's Hope jointly funded by Wayland Utani and the United Americas, has a them-and-us feel to it, with any visiting corporate folk looking down their noses at the colony's laborers. Despite this, the colony has been developing well. There's opportunity aplenty and risk aplenty, too. Four days ago, a wildcatter named Russ Jordan was brought back, infected with something. He died... And some snake like parasite disappeared into the guts of the base. Security has had no luck catching the thing, and somehow more people were infected. Rumor has it that some of them have died, and that there are more of these snake things than Supervisor Simpson is admitting to. Simpson spoke over the intercoms, calling for calm. But crisis or not, you have a job to do. 24 hours ago, you headed out on a maintenance run to processor nine happy to leave base until the crisis blows over. But 10 kilometers out, your tractor gave up the ghost. Nasty mechanical crunch told you it wasn't going any further. You called back to Hadley's Hope, hoping for some kind of help, and they told you you're going to have to wait. Your little problem is just going to have to wait until we're done with ours. And while you waited, you got to talking about the crisis and the Wayland Utani corporate shuttle that had arrived right before you left the shuttle carried an inspection team led by company agent Miranda Reynolds and her chief scientist, Theodora Comiskey. Sig relayed something he'd overheard, a hushed conversation about the shuttle being quickly and quietly readied for departure. Reynolds and Comiskey are likely the only two who can authorize its use and the only two with the access key cards needed to use it. For all you know, it was Reynolds who ordered Jordan out there in the first place. It's not right for the Wayland, yutani reps to just skip out and leave you, the workers, to clean up this bloody mess. If things go bad, why shouldn't you get those cucumbers and get away instead? A day has passed, and you've still heard nothing. All further attempts to contact Hadley's Hope have been fruitless. No one is coming, and the only communications that you're receiving now are garbled and occasionally a scream that comes through. There's no option but to walk back and just find out what the hell it is that's going on. All right, right here on the map is the West Lock. This is where you have stumbled into from outside the wall. When you arrived into this little area, you were met with no fanfare. Nobody was there. It was quiet except for some dripping, which shouldn't be normal because usually with the AC working correctly, you don't have an accumulation of water. You don't have the humidity that would lead to this kind of noise that you're hearing. The lights are flickering and they should be steadily on. But you haven't lost power completely. But you can't hear anything. Nothing except for the sound of wind outside hitting all the structures that make up Hadley's hope. After you sit there for about 10 seconds, the intercom squawks and you hear a scream and then a gunshot. You're not sure where it could have come from. It could have been anywhere. But at this point, everybody is going to add one stress to themselves. So we are starting with one stress. Yeah. Yeah! All right, so we are in Alien. There are two different modes of play. Um, We are starting in the second mode, which is Stealth Mode. And what that effectively means is that your movement is somewhat limited. For instance, you can tell me that you want to go down the hall. That's fine. But you can't tell me you want to go to D1. You've got to make it through 2D1. So you've got to take it one zone at a time uh, in order to get there. So,
0: um, what would you guys like to do? And uh, please remind me here, Al, what mission were we sent out on? Um, you were originally sent
3: to just do maintenance, basic maintenance. Um, gotcha. And so that is obviously out the window at this point in time. Um, at this point in time, after listening to SIG talk, uh, really what you're thinking about is. How do we get out of
0: here? Or what's going on? Combination of. I'm going to go to the the comm unit and try to key the comm button. Hello? Hello? Is anyone out there? does anyone respond? There's no response. Uh,
2: Morgan grabs uh, his necklace, uh, kind of running his thumb over the cross. Keep your voice down, okay? We don't know and what's that. going on yet. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but something's going on. This is This is not right yeah i mean this is screams it's too quiet there's screams why are there screams we've got to get inside and find uh reynolds or kaminsky
0: if we want to find out what the hell's going on here Uh, like they're going to give us any answers well um is there any sort of uh, like internal sensor array that that we could make use of to look at what's happening in other rooms maybe not here, um there may be in other rooms, but there is not one here.
3: The comm systems you know um, normally act as kind of a um you would you would initially when you hit the com you would go up to um the central offices and they would redirect your comm somewhere else if you wanted it to go somewhere else, so whenever you got no response, you're essentially getting no response from um, the central offices that are in well that are right here gotcha
1: is that a fair assumption that we're in front of a, a hatch and is it closed locked
3: there is a um, ladder access right here and that ladder access goes down to the sub-level one which is going to be where you've got like housing and uh, maintenance bay vehicles um cargo things like that
1: well sonny's uh kind of smoothing out his uh lab coat which i imagine is quite dirty right now from the the walk back to this place and says uh we need to get to the central offices i
0: I think is where we need to head to i was gonna say don't go don't go anywhere without me come on i was gonna say we should go to the maintenance bay get some tools you know if we got to defend ourselves that might be helpful and we heard those gunshots and that screaming. Uh, I would mind going to the armory. if That's a possibility. Do we have the access codes for the armory? Are we allowed to get in there? We would not have the access
3: codes.
2: You could potentially get in there uh, by use of force. Potentially. Oh, if we don't have the codes, I got this. And Morgan holds up uh, from their side, pops up their cutting torch, which could do the job. I don't. There's not a lot of. I don't have a lot of charges on it, but I mean it'll work. It'll help us get in if we need to. Uh,
0: I'm I'm not opposed to that plan. Sounds plausible to me. Let's do it. Okay. All right. I and will I... take the lead. So right now we're going down the hall. Is that correct? Are we going down mm-hmm. the stair the ladder? Uh, we were gonna go towards the armory. I'm looking on the map where that is, but I don't see it right away. I believe it's going to be. Let's see here a while since I looked at where the armor is. That's what I was looking for. Uh, I, was I think it is in block B2 on level 2. Yep. So the easiest way to get there is
3: this. Uh, you're going to have to go down this hallway, and then there is a ladder access to uh, level 2 right there.
0: All right. So like I said, I will lead the way, and we will head down to that ladder access. Uh, Bookish Lab technician will go
3: second. Uh, Well, I
2: guess Morgan's going to pick up the
3: rear. The uh, far-off screams that you had heard previously are all gone at this point in time. Uh, There's an eerie silence that has settled over the buildings, at least where you're at. The only sounds that you can hear are your own breathing and the sound of your own feet walking down this empty corridor
0: under flickering lights. Is that, that like drip still happening? Yes. And if we look at the walls and the floor around us, is there any sort of like residue or dampness? Anything I can kind of pick up on as we're walking? Right here, the only thing is going to be
3: um, some some additional dampness, um, okay. just some water that's kind of acclimated that's kind of formed on the walls from the humidity being higher than it should be.
1: Something we'd be on the lookout for a terminal to access uh, along the way as we're moving through the the, uh, the building. So there will be an access terminal in that hallway
0: as well. Hey, let's uh, stop here and see if I can get some information off this thing. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe we should check out environmental controls. Like it feels really muggy and, and humid in here. Is that just me? Uh, I'm with you. I agree. Ugh,
2: this is uncomfortable. Now I'm sweating, but I don't know if it's because of the heat. You're always a sweaty guy. I don't need to hear that from you. <laughs> so with everything, <laughs>
0: everything
3: being a little less than, than normal uh, in terms of the way uh, everything is right now, um, you are going to need to um, use a, you are going to need to roll a skill check on a ComTech to see what you can find out from that terminal. All right. So I have a four and widths
1: and ComTech of three. So I've, a seven I guess and then I roll one stress that's correct one success
3: uh, and what exactly are you looking for
1: I think I'm, I'm gonna look at the environmental controls and just see if there's any any signs of life here uh, any yeah you know, anything that seems to be functioning uh, perhaps do something about the lights if possible
3: so um, you're able to successfully get into the uh, terminal, and when you do so, the first thing that you're able to do is stabilize the lights. However, those are only the lights within the hallway. You can uh, you've attempted to to try and stabilize the entire block of C1, um, which would also and you know go upward um, to C2. But um, it seems as though some of the wiring um, has been damaged. Most likely. By water damage because of the humidity being what it is. You're able to determine that approximately nine hours ago, the environmental controls failed. And right now, um, everything's livable, air's breathable, and all that, uh, but it is going to continually get warmer uh, because there is nothing at this point that is circulating in the air properly. Um, and the air is going to get stagnant. And this is not going to be something you probably have to worry about because you still have probably 12 hours worth of air that's good, and you're good to go. But at some point in time, you're going to start feeling it and get a little bit warmer. That's about all that you can tell from the terminal access. The other thing that you can tell is that nobody else has accessed this terminal in the last eight hours. The last access was about one hour after the environmental controls failed. So, uh, Sig looks up from his uh, terminal
1: and says, Well, I can tell two things. One looks like there's been uh, water damage, uh, that's going to continue to deteriorate these uh systems. The other interesting thing I was able to glean is that uh, no one's accessed this terminal for at least eight hours.
2: Uh,
1: eight
0: hours, wonderful. That's bad, probably. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Do you know who the last person to access the terminal was? Do you see a login or no? It's uh whoever
3: did it actually didn't get in. Mm. It's as though they were trying to um very hastily uh look at something and uh similar to when you
0: they're looking at your phone and you're just moving too fast and you don't hit the right codes to get in. Well, if things are gonna get worse before they get better, we should probably push ahead trying to see if we could get into the armory and then take it from there. So when you exit this um, ladder access
3: to Block C2, the administrator's office is right here. Um, one thing that you would know is that when the uh, Yutani, when the um, two individuals that showed up, um, Miranda Reynolds and uh, the uh, Dr. Kaminski, when they showed up, um Miranda took over the administrator's office and kicked out Simpson,
2: who nobody likes anyway.
3: Simpson was that, the
2: Simpson was the planetary rep, correct? Right. But like the he colony was, rep. He was the colony rep. He was in charge of he was your
3: he was the supervisor of the colony. Uh, and of course he got kicked out of his little spot. And the rest of these are just the various uh offices that were held by different personnel. So the one office that you Would associate with somebody is that first office. The lights here are flickering the same as they were before you were able to stabilize downstairs. It's uh, hotter because you're higher and there's more humidity. And as a result, there's more water on the walls, not quite uh, streaming down, but you can definitely see it actually um, accumulating into drops and stuff. Is the door to the office locked? It's closed, So would you like to attempt to open it? Yeah. Opens easily enough. (sighs) The office is in a state of uh, chaos. Uh, There are papers that are tossed here and there. There's a desk, uh, and seated at the desk with their back to you is the frame of Miranda Reynolds. So the desk would be right here, the chair is right there, she's swiveled it around, and she's sitting right here, and she has her her face kind of laying down a little bit like this. There is also, above her, a uh, vent shaft uh, access that's been twisted open, and that's it. Ma'am? Excuse me, ma'am? Ma'am? I
1: don't
0: think she's going to answer you. I'm going to walk over slowly and and <laughs> we all know what's going to happen. I'm going to put my hand. I'm assuming this is a swivel chair, right? Yes. It has to be a good swivel chair. Yes. <laughs> so I am going to reach out ever so slowly as the as the tense music builds. Put my hand on it and and try to swivel it around to, to look at her. Uh, am Miranda?
3: When you do so, her head is going to kind of flop backwards and you are going to see that she no longer has a recognizable face. It is still clearly Miranda Reynolds, but where she would have, you know, eyes and nose and a jaw, it looks as though something has punched into it and probably even removed part of it because it doesn't look like it's even all there pushed in. Her throat is also torn as part of that same action is what it looks like. Oh, Lord and God, baby Jesus. There's blood has just kind of soaked into the front of her shirt, which is, of course, the uh,
0: whaling Utani corporate shirt with the I, so, yeah, why, I, right? yeah, really, I will so. stumble back in shock as I see this gruesome sight. Oh, good Lord! Oh, Ugh. everybody's <coughs> gonna take everybody's gonna take one
3: more stress after seeing that. Oh my God! What? What? Could Ava, before before you stumbled back, you also noticed that she does still have
0: um, her key card, or at least the lanyard uh, around her neck. Uh, so I, I will wretch a little bit. When you do that, Morgan
2: does the same just by proxy. (laughs) What? I told you you something's not right. This is something's something's horribly wrong. That's it's like was her jaw like ripped off or is it still kind of hanging there? It's, it's
3: kind of, it's like you said, it, it's it's hanging, like, to the side. Like, it's been oh, oh. ripped, except for maybe, like, some tendons on one side. And so oh. it's kind of a big gating okay. hole.
0: All right, well. Healyberg, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sick in real life, which is why I've got this nice natural husk to my voice. Hirsch, uh, say some prayers maybe look away for a second i don't i don't mean to disrespect the dead but i need that key card and i will very gingerly reach back in and try to like snap it away from the body okay so morgan does that morgan like looks like again
2: takes this the offhand and kind of brings it up to the necklace and like, looks away and you can hear morgan like mumbling something under their breath it sounds like uh sounds like a prayer
3: so two things uh, you're going to notice and or happen. Um, the first thing is that you are successful in pulling the key card um, off the lanyard into you. And in that same motion, you kind of flick or wipe the gore off of it. When you do so, you discover that the bottom half of it is missing. It's been torn off as part of this. Um, so it does not work or will not work. The other thing that you see is that you've gotten close enough to her again in this um, act to notice that she has in her hand a, a personal calm, a small handheld comms device, something that you wouldn't normally see, um, nothing that you guys have normally here, And it has a light that's blinking on it.
2: Hey, oh, and you get one more stress
3: for that delightful
2: bravery. Everybody, or just
0: just Caleb this time? Yay! <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Sig, look. Ugh. Look at look at this. Without looking at that other part. Ugh. But uh, look, I, I think I think she, I think she had some sort of personal calm. Am I making this up? Do you see that?
1: I do. Uh... This is fascinating. What? What the hell happened to her? What, what did this kind of damage? Him? What's going on with the vents up there? He's uh, like kind of looking at the gore carefully and looking at the uh, the lanyard and the key card, and then finally he looks at the, uh, the personal link and uh, reaches out for it to take
3: it. When you have it, you realize that you've seen at least its type before, and that persistent blinking is somebody attempting to. Um, to call it oh it's ringing yes <laughs> like
1: your cell phone i'll uh, answer what's the ringtone hello tone? hello hello who hello who is this this is uh lab technician sig who is this where's reynolds i need to talk to reynolds where's reynolds uh reynolds is you dead. might say reynolds is dead I was gonna say indisposed, but that calm, works too. Calm down.
3: Shh. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um I'm, I'm I'm trapped.
0: I need help. I'm 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 trapped. Who is this? Can you give us your name? Comiskey, this is Dr. Dr. Kamisky,
3: this is Dr. Kamiski. I I don't know. I woke up and I'm trapped in the med lab. I can't get, the doors are locked. I can't get through them.
1: Okay, um Dr. Kaminsky, uh, wh- what what the hell's going on here? What's happened here?
3: I I don't know. Things were getting bad, and then I got sick, and I woke up here, and I've been trying to get out, and nobody's coming, and nobody's answering the call, and
0: I'm trapped. I need help. Doctor, does it are, are you physically restrained in a bed or are you locked in a room? Locked in a room Is it locked from the outside or the inside? You
3: can get in I, I know it because it's I recognize well, I think you can get in it's lock, it's not locked from the inside. I can't get out so it's locked from the outside but and, I, and I, I'm sure that you can get in.
0: There's no like debris or anything blocking the way the door is just locked. Right. Okay. It's it's not jammed. It's it's just locked. Do the do these comm units have like a hold button or a mute button?
3: Yeah, you uh, right. you've
0: got a connection but you can always just say hold, hold please, doctor. Do do. Yeah, I'll click hold. All right, I'm not going to get her cuz that's something's wrong with her, right? Right? We can agree on that one, right? Yeah, and uh I could be wrong, but it sounds like she might be in a quarantine room from what she described. Yeah, cuz she said she got sick and then she woke up there.
1: On the other hand, uh, she's got the other card that we need. Cause this one's not going to work for us. Well, shit.
2: Well, she's a survivor, right? So I mean, we have to go find her. We have to go find her.
1: Uh, yeah. She's the ranking officer here. We we're kind of obligated to.
0: Damn it. You're right. <sighs> okay. Oh, I'll let here open, open the channel again. Click. So, sorry about that doc. Uh, spotty spotty calm lines um we're how you feeling are you feeling okay i'm fine i'm i'm
3: fine i just we need to get i need we need to leave i i, I know it because nobody's called nobody's answering nobody's here uh, we need to leave i i can take you with me i can take you but i need you need to help me you need to get me out
0: okay all right well we 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 are in the administrator's office right now uh, we're we're on our way to you. Sit tight. Don't go anywhere. Call call back if something bad happens. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's, right, let's it's end a click click call. Yeah. Okay. So the armory is on the way to the med lab. Let's go that way. I can go get her out, and the two of you can get into the armory, and then we can meet back up. How about that? Uh, with only three of us,
2: I don't know if we should
0: split up. Yeah, I don't think that's a very good idea, Holroyd. I think I could probably get her out faster and you getting weapons faster would be better. How about we all get weapons and then we all get the doc.
1: Bad. I like that plan.
2: <sighs> okay, fine. God helps those who help themselves. So let's help
0: ourselves. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's head to the armory.
2: All right. As you
3: exit um, this room and you're walking down the hall, you hear behind you, a ripping noise as though metal is ripping and then a sucking noise as though something is being forcefully removed in the office here with us behind you in the office where you were. I'm assuming you left the office. Oh yeah. Know.
0: Like we were walking. Out.
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 Y'all are in the, y'all are in the hallways, what I imagine. Uh, and you can hear it coming from the office that you just left. I, I don't know what that is, but uh, maybe we should walk a little faster. Oh, I'm going to, I'll turn
0: back and look. Are you, uh, so you you can't see anything unless you actually go back and look. Oh, no. Um, like, I'm I'm going to look over my shoulder while we're walking.
3: Yeah, no, there's nothing, there's nothing behind you. And the noise was sudden, but now it's gone. And you're back to this uh, dripping noise and it's hotter than it was. But otherwise,
0: nothing else is happening. It's deadly quiet. Let's walk faster. Well, what was that? What I, was that? I don't know. That's why we should walk faster. And
1: we're walking, we're walking.
0: Maybe we jog?
3: Should we jog?
1: <laughs> Light jog.
3: You have no problems going through this corridor. Uh, you have no problems going through these two doors. Um, they're just automatic. However, when you get to this door, um, you would know that this is kind of the command block. And as a result, only individuals that are in the command block have access with their own cards. So any type of key card that you have personally would not get you in there. And that door is still locked.
1: Is there a way to override it, like hotwire it or anything like that?
3: Yeah, it's uh, i mean, it's—it's it's tough, but yes, you can attempt a comtech tech role. Um, when you do roles, you can assist as well. If you're assisting, you need to explain how you're assisting. And what that does is essentially it gives the person that's rolling one extra dice to roll with. Yeah, I would love to jump in with an assist roll. Okay. And uh, as long as you can give me a good description as to how, I don't have any problems with it. So um, we'll just pretend that you gave me a good description as to how. And you both can. You can only do it up to a certain number. Uh, But there's only three of you playing today, so two is fine. Um, And you're going to need it because whoever is rolling, uh, this is a difficult roll. And as a result, you will lose two of the
0: dice that you normally roll with anyway. So we're basically trying to hotwire the electric lock for this cell block, right? Correct. So in my mind, uh, I'm kind of picturing this. SIG is is probably working on the primary panel, like taking off the front of it and getting into the guts of it. And I think I can follow the electric line to like another junction, like a secondary power line maybe or something. And I'm getting in there trying to redirect to give him some extra power. And I'm, oh, it's coming through A7, try try B2. Like that's kind of how I think this is playing out. Morgan's pacing back and forth uh, down the hallway behind you
2: with his uh cutting torch all right so normally my roll. would i assume
1: this is context so it'd be uh four wits three context so and you so i subtract some and then i get i guess i get one for an assist right you're gonna subtract two and get one
3: so it was seven to start out with and then down to five and then up to six
0: plus um two stress at this point oh so i don't have to roll to assist him it's just narrative it's just narrative oh cool i was starting to type stuff into the dice roller. <laughs> Uh, three success and yeah, three success. Oh, excellent!
3: That's a not just a success, but a fantastic success. Go team! So, with the extra successes, um, you can do certain things. Uh, give me one second, so I can get back to them. This was a com test, right? Yes. Um, so, uh, you've got two stunts essentially. One, you can. Um, Hold one of those, and basically you don't get it as a success later, but you get it as an extra dice later. So you can hold one for a modification to a later roll if it's related to this one. Or if you happen to run into the exact same thing in the future, you can just pass it. You don't even have to worry about rolling again. You can do it in half the time that it would normally take. You can elect to get some new or unexpected information which is kind of weird with uh, being a door, but I can make it work. You can hide your tracks or you can show off. So you can pick two of those.
1: I think I'd like to do half the time it normally takes. And if I run into this situation again, I'd like to automatically pass it.
3: Sounds good. So just note that for yourself. If I ever run into, if you run into another door that's locked um, that you guys wouldn't have access to, with the exception of the armory, that's going to be something entirely different. But with the exception of that, you'll be able to successfully do it. Okay?
0: Oh, Nice job, Sig. Thanks. Thanks for the assist. That was uh, helpful with that junction and everything. Yeah. This, whatever's whatever's fucking up the, the wiring, I, I think it kind of worked in our favor. I was able to bypass a couple things. All but, right. Uh, Language. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Jesus. So at this point, the it door opens. Your apology. Thank you.
3: When <laughs> the door opens, the air that escapes that block smells different than where you were. There is something that almost is metallic and feral in the yeah. air. Like Other that. than the smell, nothing else seems to be any different. Flickering lights horrible humidity but there is this
0: uh smell what what is that oh i've never i've never smelled that before (coughs) what is going on tastes like pennies yeah i'm trying to kind of look in from the doorway
2: smells like when we found that cat in the maintenance oh Oh, I forgot about that cat. Oh. It smells, it smells kind of like that, but way worse.
0: Two cats. So, from where we are standing, Al, can we see like the weapons racks or are they further into the room? No. So, where you are um, specifically right now
3: is just right here. That's what I was afraid you were going to say. And the door is right here. And this is a locked door. This is a highly secure uh, area. Um, so it is not something that you're going to be able to hack into. But you could probably, you could tear it down if you had the right equipment. Um, you could potentially cut a hole in it if you had the right equipment. Um, there's some things that you could do to get into it, but it's not going to just simply open for you. And, of course, you can still see, uh, let's see here, what's this? This is a terminal, and then there's also a comms, I think, there. Yeah, there's an intercom, a terminal, that right here against the wall. But otherwise, this is a straight hallway. Um, All these doors are going to be, well, you can only see one. So this door is open, and you don't see anything in this room, and you can't see down the hall either way here. But you do know that the door
0: to get into the armory is right there. Was there ever anyone stationed in this room or was there like a commander of arms that we would have known about as we've been living here? You really wouldn't because this would be above your pay grade. Gotcha. Um,
3: so
2: there's none of, none of you would have had any access to it. I'm going to look to the group. Why don't we, we can ask Kaminsky if, do you think Kaminsky's
0: got a card that works? I think she'd have access. Yeah, got you, you got the comms, Sig call her. I'll, uh, I'll ring her up. Ring ring. <laughs> Are you here? Uh, we're close.
1: Um, we have a question. Uh, do you? Uh, does your uh, card uh, have
3: access to the armory? The armory? No. I. I'm just no. I'm a scientist. I'm a scientist, and I'm Wailing Utani. I can get us on that shuttle. That's what I can do.
1: Okay, well, uh, there's a really strange smell around here and uh, just just something's not right here. We haven't come across any souls other than uh, the deceased uh, Reynolds.
3: You hear kind of like half gasp, half yip type of noise um, from her. And then in a really quiet voice, she just says, please hurry.
1: Uh, You all right, Doc? Uh, Sound like you just made a pain noise or
3: something i'm okay i just think that you should hurry
1: okay we'll be there as soon as we can hang up let's take a look at the other two shakes his other no, do if you didn't hear that uh she says she doesn't have access
2: to it hey. right, so so we you know we just need to go open the door then right
1: well i wonder if we can cut into it i pointed your, your torch there not a whole lot more it's good for. All right, let's uh
0: let's get to step in here. Yeah, let's give it a try. I'll I'll walk first into this room, kind of tentatively towards that hall in, in front of us the junctions left and right. Hello? Hello, anyone there? When you say that, and you're looking up and down the hallway. Yeah, you're... like I'm like right kind of edging my head around the, the edge of peeking my head around the edge of that corner. So, Look left and right. Initially, right here, you see an open doorway, but you
3: can't see anything inside of it. But when you say, hello, is anybody there? You hear a rattling, hissing noise, similar to a, a rattlesnake or um, an alligator. And into the flickering light, there is... A creature that you've never seen in your life.
0: And it hisses in your general direction. What does this creature look like that I've never the seen before is in that my that entire, entire that life? <laughs> what the heck is that noise? What's
2: that noise? creature is standing on two back legs.
3: It is about four feet tall. Somewhere between three and four feet tall. As you or staring at it, it drops from two legs to four legs. And it starts to walk towards you. Its skin looks like leather, but also like metal at the same time. And you think that there's something liquid or something slimy on it, but you're too far away to tell. But it looks as though it's covered in some kind of film and it le- it lets out a, uh, a kind of scream at that point in time, but not a roar. Run, run, run to the med lab, run. So I, yeah. Okay. So we're going this way then now, <laughs> forget the
0: armory. We're going to the med lab. <laughs> so is that what everybody's doing? What are we doing? Tell me what you're doing. So here's what I want to do. I want to scream at them to run and then I want to stand like basically at that corner so they can run past me to get away from this thing and then if this thing charges me or like is still coming towards me then I'll I'll take an action to deal with it but I'm I'm screaming at them to run and kind of giving them the block to run down that hallway all right so they're gonna get past you fairly
3: easily But as they're running past you, it is going to charge and attack you. And since they're running,
0: it'll be a combat that's just between yourself and the scout. Is there anything, like any debris or rubble on the floor, a chair, anything? No, there's not. Fair enough. That's a good question, though. But you said the, the door of one of those kind of smaller offices or back rooms is open? Yes, right across okay. the, right here. Alright. And you could definitely get into that room before he gets to you but just there. I'm ready to go.
3: If you're ready to go then I'll let you have you'll be first in, in terms of we just totally left by initiative? Yes. <laughs> initiative between the two of you. If you're going to stand and fight then you'll have first initiative. If you're going
0: to try and sneak in here then you'll You'll be caught from the essentially. So, so yeah, I am going to stand and fight, and I'm I'm doing the whole like, like roaring a challenge, trying to make myself a bigger target so the other two can get away. Okay, Sounds good. All so, right, it's coming at you, and what are you gonna do? Is it coming at me with just its jaws or its forearms? It's coming at you on all fours right now. It's running at you. But it's got like a like a dog head
3: or. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's like, it is, uh, it's an elongated head. It's, said it's, it's three to four feet tall on its back legs. And the head itself, uh, in terms of elongation, is uh, almost, probably about a foot long. Um, it's got teeth that you can see um, that sparkle a little bit in the, uh, or shine, or they're, they're metallic. They shine in the flicker in light
0: as it's running towards you. Cool. So I do not have close combat, so I would just be rolling my strength. Correct. Okay. So as this thing charges at me, I just kind of want to swing and punch it in the side of the face. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh, this is so great. Okay, so the dice roller tells me I had one success... But I panicked, but I'm able to barely keep it together. Ah, so
3: that's really effectively a wash. (laughs) So it's like you you took a swing at it, and right before you hit it, you just panicked. But you didn't, like, collapse or start screaming or anything like that. You're able to kind of keep it together. So you're still ready, per se. You're not, like, going to be taken by surprise or anything. But you don't actually get... A strike on it. Okay. Do I get more stress or anything for this yet? Not yet. Okay. But a good, good. Uh, you know, that's a fantastic question. Everybody else that's running, y'all all get an extra stri- uh, stress at this time. All right. Hearing, hearing the scream and watching it go after your friends, oh, everybody's... Wonderful. Like, ah, ah, ah. Ah, what the fuck is this? <laughs>
2: ah. Roy, what are you doing? Run! I'm... Language! You run first! We're already running. Run with us. Come on. All right. So you've um, attempted to yeah. have
3: a nice little attack. And it almost worked, but it didn't quite work. And so at this
2: point in time, the... We're not creature are going <laughs> No, we ain't going to make
3: it. <laughs> all right. So the creature's upon you. All right. So I am going to tell you what it does. It launches itself off the ground to you. It um, wraps both its arms and its legs kind of into you, clawing you, kind of like a catfish, actually, kind of pulling up. And it's going to knock you down in that moment as well.
0: Uh, and I'm going to have to roll and see if it does any damage to you. Hey, do you have any armor? My character sheet has nothing in the armor section. So, I'm that assuming sounds. that's a no. I'm yeah, a- wearing my shirt and jeans. Okay. S- space jeans. It's, it's probably a coverall.
3: Space it does, coverall. As, it, as it goes to the ground with you, it digs its arms and, and legs. They have claws on the end of its hands. It digs those into your flesh and kind of rips okay? Ah! It's, going to do, it's going to do one point of damage, so it doesn't do a ton of damage, but it's going to do one point of damage. You're on the ground now, and uh, which, means you, oh, which means you're prone
0: and you need to make a panic roll. Okay, so for the damage I just mark off one of the health I have? Yes. And then a panic roll is just the, the stress I currently have? The panic roll is going
3: to be, hold on. Um, all right, so what you're going to do is you're going to roll a D6, and you have a current stress level of 3, is that correct?
0: Yes. So roll a D6 and add 3 to it, and tell me what it is. So, And, and we're just looking at the number? Yep. So I got a 2 plus 3 is a 5.
3: Okay, so you're still keeping it together. You're cool. keeping everything together at this point in time. It is going to increase your stress by 1 at this juncture. All right. so now you've got four stress alright so we'll cut to the other two y'all are still running are we going to turn around and try and face this guy or are we just going to haul butt what are we doing
2: uh, Morgan would have looked back to see this thing knock Holroyd down and then like under under his breath Morgan's like cheese and crackers and he turns around and starts bucking back down the hall with his cutting torch toward, so, the, toward Holroyd toward, toward the creature aww old softy Sig is saying where are you going we gotta get to the med bay <laughs> keep going keep going I'll get Holroyd
3: alright um, is that what you're gonna do Sig are you gonna keep going then I think I like
1: pause for about two seconds like looking at uh, uh, looking at my hands I don't have a weapon it seems like it's bad back there I'm thinking the docks at the med bay so yeah I think I keep looking towards the med bay
3: yeah that sounds like a plan. All right, so you're going to, um, uh, at this point in time, in terms of our initiative, what's going to be is it's going to be Caleb on the ground prone, and then the alien scout, and then yourself. Push.
0: Right. So Caleb, you are on the ground prone. Okay, so can I try to roll and like shove this thing into this one of the side rooms over here um you can't grapple it
3: i'm going to say you can roll and you can you can attempt it okay yeah you can attempt it um from prone i believe it's either a one or two um, dice subtracted so we'll do one without me looking, because it's easier that way. And we'll go from there. Oh, but I also want you to briefly, real quick, describe um, what it looks like when this thing
0: tears into your flesh for the first time. Okay, so uh, th- these claws rip into my flesh. The whole right is kind of sh- screaming in pain. The, the, the camera zooms in though momentarily to see these wicked claws and and, and what's revealed in, instead of bone and tendon are me- mechanical structure and wiring. And then the camera zooms away. And nice. uh, And don't forget the creamy white fluid. Yes. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> that's just pumping out everywhere at this point. I forgot. So camera zooms in on that. And I I try to kind of brace my hips on the ground and and roll with this thing and shove it towards one of these rooms to my right. It's left. Come on, dice. (laughs) God damn it. Okay. So uh, one success, but I panicked again. And the dice roller says I dropped an item. And my stress level increases. Alright, so pick an item in your in your
3: on your sheet and mark through it. Or at least no, don't mark through it. Just just note that right now you don't have it. It's been it's been knocked away. It may or may not even matter. Uh, it says I had
0: a watch. Which so I don't know how important a watch is. So I'm gonna say it destroyed my watch. While it ripped my arms asunder. It works. So yeah, I am it's on top of me, it's like snapping down at me. It's, it's, I, I try to shift my weight and shove this thing over to my right, but the the, the panic and the terror of, of this thing being on top of me, like my, my body slips in, in the fluid that is escaping me. And it again, like crunches into my arms and just, I'm, I'm fighting, I'm struggling. So,
3: um, you've done that, and at this point in time, it's kind of standing over you uh, on all fours because you're still prone, because you like to draw and push uh, rather than trying to get up. And so it's going to attack you again. And this time, let's see here, you are, we're still in the hallway, right? Yes. So you were trying to push it in here. Right. So it's going to uh, reach down... Uh, it's going to stand up, rear rear up on two legs briefly. It's going to reach down uh, with two arms, and it's going to grab you, and it's going to throw you into that room. Ah! And it's going to follow after you. Uh, you're still prone, um, and let's see what kind of damage it does to so, you. So it picks up and hauls me into the room at the end of the hall. Yeah, oh, this God. one right here. Oh God. And it's going to do two points damage. Let's say that whenever you land, you hear something crunch machinery wise. Uh, <clears throat> don't know what it is exactly. <coughs> uh, and then of course it slashes a few more
2: that uh, cuts into your body and arms and stuff. And now we are to Hirsch. Well, I guess uh Hirsch what? is going to try Sorry. to move into the room behind it.
3: Well, right now it's basically right here at the doorway and okay. you would be probably right there. Um, you actually are going to have what amounts to advantage because he's not looking at you or okay. it's not looking at you. It's
2: focused on... on uh... All right. So for my first dice roll of this session, the question I have first is that the cutting torch is not a weapon, it is gear. Correct. So how do we treat that as a weapon? Can we treat that as a weapon? Um, if you
3: attempt to treat it as a weapon, then it's going to be more difficult. So you would use, whether you're, whether you're attacking by hand or with the torch, mm-hmm. um, you're going to be using strength. Um, if you attack with the torch, you're adding heavy machinery to it. But I'm going to um, penalize that significantly because that's not what it's made for, um, and it's not a question of the damage it does. It's a question of you being able to move it into a position where it's going to do that damage. That's why it's that's why it's difficult. So you would normally roll six on that, but you would have to um, subtract four die because of how difficult it is but you could add one because
2: you are um getting it from behind so that would and be, i would not use close combat even though i'm i'm a, I'm going into melee with it with basically with this thing i'll let you use close combat okay but yeah. i'm still looking at it i mean obviously i still have the negative it's still difficult
3: well but as close if you're, if you're going to use it like more of a close combat then what i'm going to suggest is you're using it more as a blunt machine
2: than an actual cutting torch? Like, th- the idea I have is that, you know, you, with the cutting torch, typically um, you can you can make it, you know, fine or you can widen the, the blow. I'm thinking of, like, the torches that they've used in Aliens before, where they can actually, like, basically make it almost like it's shooting a, a light bit of fire out of it, instead of, instead of it being, like, a precision tool. Okay. Like, he's running up there, turning the nozzle on it, so it's got a, fi- a wider spread. Okay. But, again, that being said, it's still not a weapon, you know, so however, whatever difficulty you'd like me to roll for it is good with me. The way you're describing it, let's do it as heavy machinery.
3: Okay. Um, But I'm not going to give you as big a penalty because of how you described it as well. So let's say the penalty is uh, taking away two. So you start out with your six, take away two is four, add one is five.
2: And then I'm rolling three stress, correct? Correct. Okay. Let's see if I put this in right. Cool. Two successes. All right.
3: Now, I also want you to roll three D6. Okay. And if any of those are ones, then you're going to lose one of your
2: um, charges on your... The power packs? Yeah. No? I don't know. Uh, are either of those ones? Six, yeah, there is I did roll the one. Alien one. symbols yep. one. I rolled yeah. a one, so... Okay, so one power pack is gone. There's two left. To get the fire to spurt out the end, I basically had to just exhaust the pack.
3: Let me say, right. Incinerator unit's going to do a damage of two. Um, I'm going to let you use it like that. So you've got a damage of two plus one. Okay. Uh, Unless you want to use your bonus for something else. I don't think you probably do. No,
2: I don't think I will. you sure? (laughs) Uh, I think I'm good. Okay. All right.
3: Good. All right. Let's see here. And I'm going to roll my armor to see how much damage you actually do to me.
2: So, yeah. So, uh, Hirsch comes running in behind Morgan, like, just basically yelling, Devil, I rebuke thee with the Lord's fire! Um, so you're actually going to do three points of damage to me, which is very significant with the Flamethrower. And there's this like hissing, it's just you hear this like, and then it's like, it's like all the, all the entire fuel pack just like blows out in like one,
3: one gout. The, uh, the scout's going to scream in obvious pain. You can, you can see where that flame has hit it on the backside. You can see blisters that form immediately and pop And when they do this green i liquid type thing slides of explodes out of it doesn't hit you but hits the floor and starts to melt it just acidic blood cheese uh, and rice it is going to leap up into a vent shaft that's there and it's going to force its way in and be gone
4: thanks for listening to the rpg academy podcast